Yeah, so I'm, oh. I'm still feeling a little bit fragile, you know. Do you say, what? why are you feeling fragile? No, I said I'm still feeling a little oh, bit okay. fragile. It's crazy. Really. I've started recording. Josh oh, had a very, Josh had a really big night out on, uh, on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. not let's not go into that, but put it this way: it's not ideal preparation for competition. It really isn't. That's all I I'm saying. Know better. Can you hear yourself or not? Uh, yes, you can. I can. That's good. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, that was a bit of a rambling intro to uh, the second uh, podcast uh, for Two Geese in a Pod. Um, so yeah, it's uh, Charles Dennett here, uh, and Josh Ayres is with me as well. Hello. How evening. are you, How are you since uh, since last week? Um, well, I was doing great. You know, leading up to competition. Uh, you know, comp prep was going well. Diet was well. You know, well on track. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Saturday night kind of just blew it all out the window. You fell off the wagon. Oh, I did big time. In style. And I'm suffering for it now. Well, then it's your own fault and I have no sympathy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's a couple of things uh, we've got to clear up. A bit of housekeeping to do uh, to begin with on this one. Uh, just to say, first off, a massive thank you to everybody um, who has given us feedback on the, on the first one. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a really great response, hasn't it? We've had loads of good comments on Facebook and all of the guys at our club have been sharing it and even people... We actually had someone from America, believe it or not. Yeah, we have, yeah. He's uh, he commented on the podcast and he's thinking about doing uh, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so, from uh, Kansas. Yes. Yeah, so. That's pretty cool. So um, thank you very much for everyone who's given us good feedback and kind of talks about it and gets what we're trying to do yeah we really appreciate it Thank yeah you. it's been brilliant and as ever you know if you've got anything else that you think you'd like for us to talk about or any feedback about you know what it is that we're saying as we said last week we are a white belt and a blue belt <laughs> so we don't pretend to know everything about jujitsu but it's just kind of our perspective on things um and today we're going to be talking about this in a, in a minute or so the kind of theme is surviving in mm. jiu-jitsu particularly when you start yeah survival which is a really big thing so we'll talk about that we just got a few other things to clear up though do you know what first things first i'm going to clear this up because we spoke about this last week on the podcast but <laughs> we didn't actually go into detail about it and it is why are you still a blue belt even though you've been training for nine years that's a very good question charles um, do you actually want to talk about this? Because it might be a bit embarrassing. It's not. <laughs> I don't know. If it's embarrassing. No, no, but no, okay, let's go for it. Expl I... Explain to people who might be listening, because jujitsu people might listen to this and go, nine years. Yeah, like what? What is going on there? And he's still only a blue belt. Yeah, what, what is going on there? Yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, um, like I said uh, on the original, uh, on the first episode, um, my first instructor was uh, Simon Hunt, who was a uh, purple belt. Yeah, and. Um, you know, we just weren't. Uh, we didn't have a black belt. We never had a black belt to grade us. Yeah, basically. Um, so, like lots of us in the gym, still at the moment, being white belts for ages. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not only until we've got uh, had Manassas come along, uh, who's been able to grade us. Um, so basically, I was a white belt for six years. Yeah. And I did a year. Well, I say a year. I did six months training out in Australia. Yeah. Uh, with GF Team. Okay. And um, with a guy called uh, Fabio Andrade. Uh, right. His nickname's Coringa. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's Joker in uh, in uh, Brazilian. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah, really nice guy. Really, really nice guy. And a uh, really good team over there. Uh, he's got his own gym now. And yeah, it's 
it's it's awesome oh that's cool so uh yeah i did manage to get four stripes on my white belt when i was out there no oh, okay you, God, yeah. you crammed those in, in oh i did i months. you know i was training like a madman competing training and just as you know i literally i did about four or five sessions a week on mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu out there just like that, that's when I really, really fell in love with it. So, how did you get to your blue? Did Manassas promote promote you to blue belt? Then? No, no, no. What happened was, so when we came back from the UK, um, I was just jujitsu mad. So yeah. it was all I wanted to do. Um, so we still didn't have a black belt or anything in Kings Lynn. Mm-hmm. So um, I started to go over to Norwich um, at Icon Jujitsu. Um, guy called Steve Cowan uh, runs the gym there. He's okay, awesome guy. Yeah, he's black belt um and uh, he's got a really good team over there okay and uh, we kind of just i mean steve had always had a relationship with simon yeah so we uh yeah we just um asked if we could come and train with him and we just you know i'd we'd drive down every so often and go and train with steve and his guys uh and uh yeah it was it was through then i i got graded through um uh with steve i actually got my blue belt off uh zay marcello okay nice yeah who um runs icon jiu-jitsu awesome yeah so that was really cool actually that was a really cool day there was like over 100 like 150 people or so on the mats like grading that day that's cool yeah that was really cool Um, i guess that's an insight for people you know we spoke on the podcast last last week kind of gave you an intro into who we are and where we are and stuff like if you live in a city area in the uk or you know even in america or I guess in Europe, like chances are you're going to have, you know, a, a black belt who maybe even if they're not at the gym the whole time is going to be visiting and can do your gradings and things like that. Yeah. But in Kingsland, like obviously, <laughs> you know, six years ago, five, six, seven years ago, there just wasn't a Brazilian jiu-jitsu scene no. really at all. No, so not at all. That just kind of gives you an idea of why, you know, the guy's was sandbagging so hard um, <laughs> um, yeah. there's no fault of theirs at all the weirdest thing was though that the kind of funniest thing about that though is that if you ask some of the guys who train at our club like uh, their stories because occasionally like people from work who work across the uk they travel for work and things if they train jiu-jitsu like they will maybe message you sometimes a bit like oh can i come down yeah and you'll be like yeah definitely and they'll be like a two-stripe blue belt yeah. And they'll roll against some of our white belts who've been white belts for like five years because they've never had a grading. Yeah. And these blue belts are just like, what on yeah. earth is what, happening? What is going on here? Because they just get passing my smashed by these white belts of ours. But luckily, we've redressed the balance a bit now. So uh, we've got a few guys. We've got, we've got four blue belts now, haven't we? Good yeah. couple of promotions that happened uh, February grading. And fingers crossed, we should have a couple more guys go up as well in September. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of evening out now. So that's the story about why Josh is still a blue belt. <laughs> All right. Um, now, also, something else which I've got to clear up is I told the story last week about this guy who came up to me in the gym oh, brilliant. in Lynn Sports uh, and started talking to me out of the blue about... Oh, my phone's ringing. About, <laughs> about jiu-jitsu uh, and saying I should come along. And I made him sound like he was a bit of a nutter and a bit of a weirdo, right? And at no point did I actually say that um, Mike, who was the guy who came up to me, uh, trains at our gym and he is the nicest man in the world he the, he is like the, the thing about it is is i made it sound like he was really weird for coming up to me out of the blue what it is is he's actually just really nice he is he's incredibly <laughs> nice and think about this charles we wouldn't even be having this conversation if exactly, it wasn't for mike exactly so 
Um, Mike, I'm really sorry I made you sound quite so mad uh, <laughs> last week. Actually, he's just a nice guy and, uh, yeah, really passionate about it as well. And actually, that's something which we'll come on to is kind of how um, other guys in the team kind of motivate you and get you involved. Yeah, so we'll talk absolutely. about We'll talk about that in yeah. a minute about when we go move on to surviving. Very quickly as well, last bit of housekeeping before we get on to today's topic um, is just to say... Big congrats to my mate Scott, who's one of the other guys who got me into jiu-jitsu because uh, he competed in the week at the weekend. Awesome English no gi, um, English Open, and uh, got silver. Wee. So he was very happy about that. Nice so, one, yeah. Scott. That's um, awesome. Man. Yeah, he did very well. So um, yeah, he was telling me about it. He got he popped a guy's knee, which he didn't mean to do. Okay. Yeah, it was lot. <laughs> he was trying to get locked down. The guy wouldn't let him have it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, well, we'll maybe get him on at then. some point. Um, <laughs> He's done, a, he's done someone's elbow as well, I think, during competition too. This so Scott's guy sounds a bit of a savage. I think he's a bit of a savage. He is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, today we're talking about um, surviving jiu-jitsu, particularly the first six months, but kind of more broadly as well. Because we spoke last week about getting into the sport and what it's all about. Yeah. But actually, in some ways, yeah, stepping onto the mats for the first time is hard. But because you don't really know what's going on, mm. it kind of gets a bit harder when you're kind of into it you understand what's happening yep. you're trying to get involved but you're just getting smashed the whole time yeah i, I think what it is, is as well i think the biggest thing is uh, and this is this is not my words it's manassas and this is why i think it was great when he came to our gym because he said you know it's almost like learning to walk again on the ground yeah you know and if you don't have that concept of how to move on the ground then if you don't know that first, then how are you going to know uh, how the techniques, you know, how, how do they apply? Uh, how do I move my body in this way? So you have to really like dumb it back almost. Yeah. And, you know, start from scratch. And, and that's where I think people can get maybe quite frustrated with it at first. I think the thing is as well is like it is really quite an alien thing. You know, we don't unless you're you know if you're a toddler or something then you're on the ground all the time crawling around but yeah we, you have to really learn like like shrimping yeah yeah shrimp it's the weirdest movement in the world when you think about it and when you do it for the first time and you don't have anyone on top of you like it feels so strange but mm. then the moment you start with a guy and you're like oh that's where shrimping comes yeah. in uh, of course yeah. yeah i must move my hips this way yeah 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 it kind of makes sense it's, it's weird because uh, I'm a big believer in like visualization. So if I'm doing like solo drills or something, mm. I always try and imagine there's someone there that yeah. I'm kind of doing my drills on. Yeah. Um, but if you don't really know what you're doing to begin with, when you first come in and, and you know, you get taught how to shrimp, you're like, okay, I'm doing this weird shrimping movement. By, by the way, when we say shrimp, you imagine like a shrimp underwater when it sort of yeah. does like it's, Kind of curls itself up and then the pushes itself off. Official term is hip escape. Hip isn't escape, it? yeah. Hip escape, but yeah. we we just call it shrimp. We like the lingo of shrimp. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's strange because I, I, you know, guys will come along and they'll really enjoy it. And I know this because I've only been training for about eight months now. And you get really excited and you really enjoy yourself and you're getting great. And then all of a sudden you're like, actually, I'm I'm really enjoying myself, but I would be enjoying this a lot more if I wasn't just getting hammered all yeah. the time and i think the thing is as well is because you're so new the guys who are, are so much better than you they're able to kind of 
as you're getting a little bit better, yeah. they kind of turn up the intensity. So it doesn't feel like you're ever getting any better. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Well, it, we had we had this discussion last week. And yeah. you, were, you were saying, uh, uh, you're like rolling with Dan or someone, I can't remember. And you were saying, oh man, I just, you know, I just, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah. Like he's just such a beast. I'm like, yeah, but take that as a compliment because it means he has to, you know, he, he's, when you're rolling, he has to roll harder, you know, because your technique is now getting higher. That's the thing. And I think, actually, really, that's the kind of crux of the matter, isn't it? I think it's it around mental approach. Yeah, absolutely. And it's how you approach it. And like I know we spoke about it last week about staying humble and, um, and there are all these BJJ cliches and things like that, but... If you come along with the wrong attitude, yeah. you are going to embarrass yourself. Your ego will not be able to handle the fact yeah. that you can't deal with these guys who are half the size of you yeah. who are going to be tapping you left, right and centre. And that's that, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. If you let your ego get in the way, you will stunt your growth. That's it. Massively. Because you just... Literally, you have to set your ego aside. And I know it's a cliche saying people will say, oh, you know, no egos. You leave your egos at the door or whatever. But it's totally true because if you go in there, especially if you're quite a big guy, you know, quite athletic, you go to the gym, you're quite strong. Yeah. But you're getting tapped out by like someone half the size of you. Well, don't let it affect you. You yeah. know, um, and, you know, everyone has different temperaments and things like that. But unfortunately, <laughs> you know most people think oh yeah i'm just going to waltz in and i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that doesn't work like that in jiu-jitsu and the reason why i think is uh okay take take striking for instance yeah like boxing right it's it's uh it's human instinct right if i say to someone who's done no striking martial arts or anything if i say to them throw throw a punch yeah okay i, w- I want you to show me how you throw a punch yeah they're gonna have an idea yeah yeah, okay? yeah. and now uh, you say if, okay, if I throw a punch at you, what are you going to do? Okay, They're either going to do one or two things. They're going to go, they're going to block, either put their arms up, or they're going to dodge. Yeah. Okay. What about if I said to them, all right, show me an armbar on the ground? Yeah. No what? clue. What the yeah. hell's that? Yeah. Show me a shrimp. Yeah, it's not instinctive. <laughs> yeah, it's not instinctive. And that's, and that's the thing, because uh, until Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu came along, there wasn't a huge exposure to like grappling martial arts. I mean, yeah, you got, you know, judo and everything, but, yeah. you know, until the big boom of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it martial arts people always just saw as stand-up fighting they didn't see this whole element of rolling on the ground yeah basically you know using technique and leverage to uh, subdue your opponents so that's why i think when people they, they get down when they first start it's it's very hard to sort of comprehend that and you almost like everything that your body wants to do naturally on the ground you kind of almost have to go against sometimes yeah 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 um and i think that's sometimes why people might get quite frustrated at first um, and jiu-jitsu is one of those things that it's difficult. You know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. That is so right. And that that is one of the things which... And, and, and we were saying it's about mental approach, but also, ultimately, it's about mental strength. It's mm. a, it, more so than physical strength because your physical strength will come. You know, you look at someone like... Uh, a good example would be someone like Joe, who's at our, our club. And we always say, like, Joe 
doesn't do any other sport whatsoever. No, like, he he's doesn't. always just trained. He's never lifted weights. No, nope. like he just does jujitsu. And he was skinny as anything when he, he first. Like, he, he was, yeah. About five, six years ago, something like that. Maybe, uh, maybe not yes, even that like long. Four, I don't think four years ago, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Um, three or four years. Joe is strong. Like, he is. He's got proper jujitsu strength. But the thing is, he's like, and and unless you are mentally strong enough to keep sticking at it and enough and strong enough to kind of put your ego aside yeah you'll never develop that physical strength which does come naturally after yeah, time absolutely i mean jiu-jitsu is uh it's anaerobic anaerobic so yeah. you know you're getting your cardiovascular workout uh and you're also getting um you're almost getting like a strength workout as well i mean imagine someone who's like 100 kilos on top of you and you're trying to get them off yeah you're like you're you trying know. to bench press a moving 100 Object. kilos yeah it's yeah. really hard have you ever because i think if people are listening to this who are jiu-jitsu practitioners they'll have some stories like this particularly they've been hanging around gyms for a while and we all quite like to hear them because we like to know that it works <laughs> have you ever had someone turn up to a gym and obviously not naming any names or anything like that or locations or wherever. Yeah. Who is built like, you know, they go to the gym and they work out and they are big. Yeah. And then they have not been able to handle the fact that they can't overpower someone. Yeah, absolutely. What was it? What happened? Can you tell us the story? Uh, yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember it. I mean, this is back... Um when we were still the MMA club. Yeah. But, you know, we were doing a lot of jiu-jitsu anyway. Um, and um, so we were doing our classes in uh, at Arnold's gym, which yeah. is a you know, big weightlifter's gym as well. Yeah. So, yeah, quite often you would get some big guys pop in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know if they're on steroids. They might be. Yeah. <laughs> Telltale signs are there. <laughs> but, yeah, they would come in. They were huge. And then... Uh, you know they they would partner up and um and they'd get tapped out yeah and uh, i remember this one guy actually he was um if you ask me his name i wouldn't know well that's a good thing wouldn't know big big bull bloke huge must have been six foot six he was huge absolutely huge Mus muscles upon muscles upon yeah. muscles um and um i can't remember who was rolling with him um but he got caught in a triangle choke yeah and if you ever roll with a really big guy, triangle chokes, like, because they got such big, big muscles. Yeah, big arms. Yeah, they almost put it on themselves. Yeah. Uh, and he got tapped within, like, I don't know, like, 40 seconds, a minute or something oh, like that. Oh, my God. And he got really angry. Oh, really? Like, really angry. Yeah. And I, and straight away, you can tell someone's character by that. Yeah, you, you can. That To me, that's that guy's not going to stick. Yeah. And he never came back. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I like I like stuff like that, and it's important for people who are thinking about jujitsu or in the early stages of jujitsu to hear stuff like that as well, because yeah. we love to know that it works. It does, yeah, it does. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, right? You you have to be strategic about it. Yeah, okay? obviously. If a guy is massive yeah. and you are tiny, and you come at him and you don't get your technique right, yeah, you're gonna struggle, aren't you? Yeah, you you know, simple things like I'm not gonna match strength for strength. That's no. Just it's just stupid, right? So, um, you know, if 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 I'm much smaller than the guy, I'm gonna bait him. Yeah. Okay. Pull him into my guard. He's gonna get tired really easily. Yeah. You know, weather the storm, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because he's he's gonna go he's gonna go a hundred percent straight away. Yeah. Okay. Weather the storm. Wait till he's tired. Nine times out of ten, you'll take their back just like that. Yeah. Slap on a choke. 
Yeah. And boom, out. Easy. And that's it. Yeah, I like it. Something else which is important as well for anybody to who's listening to this who is a white belt who's just started or possibly not even a white belt who's just started, a white belt who's been doing this for some time but kind of hasn't been able to train regularly is that this isn't a thing. Like kind of fatigue and mental fatigue, getting tired, getting disillusioned yeah. isn't something that just affects white belts, is it? There is no. what is known as a blue belt curse which is like getting out of blue belt is hard. Yeah, too right. Um, I do you know. Funny enough, actually, after receiving my blue belt, I, I felt I went through a massive stage of just like I just felt like my game had just completely plateaued. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like I was improving for ages, and I don't know why. And I was getting frustrated with myself. All you have to do is just stick with it. Yeah. That's all you can do. Because you'll just break through that barrier. It's, and then one day, things will just start clicking again. Yeah, it's the hardest thing ever. And I guess, like, you know, if, you, if, you watch, if you've if you watched, you know, the Henna Gracie videos and stuff like that, they talk, and, you know, Chu Jitsu is, like, Chu talks about stuff like this as mm, well, about, yeah. like, aha moments yeah. and things like that. And you do begin to get them. But I guess it's like I was saying about how you're improving, but the guys who are better than you are improving the whole time as well. You just never, sometimes it can feel like you're never getting to that point. But a thing which was really good for me was when I started um, eight or nine months ago, excuse me, I was like completely new, had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And then since I've been at the club, like we've had a few other newer guys start as well. Yeah. And um, we've had a few guys take breaks as well and come back, but I've been training continuously yeah, you have, yeah. and that's really good because all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I'm actually rolling with people who are new newbies. And I'm like, Oh my God, I do know how to attack this or <laughs> stuff like that. You know, I do know how to get really good technique and good position and, yeah, and stuff. That's awesome. I think that's kind of my experience and my message to be is like, and they sound so easy and kind of so boiled down, but it's like you've just got to stick at it and keep the faith because it will happen. It will, yeah. And I think, and this is why uh, I always encourage people to go and train at other gyms as well because, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm all about having a team, okay? Yeah. Right, so you've got your main gym, right? You know, Brothers for Life. You know, I fight out of that gym. Yeah. Nasser's is my instructor. But... Go to, you know, go to an open mat somewhere else to another gym yeah. or something like that. Or go and ask if you can just do like one session here or whatever. Train with different people. Yeah. Because like you said, when you train with the same people all the time, yeah, you're getting better. But so your training partners are getting better. So you never get a sense of where your level's at. The thing is as well is, and this becomes more apparent as you get more experienced, and it's something I'm only beginning to learn more about now. And I, I actually think nine months or kind of six to nine months is actually probably, if you can get through nine months, I think that is actually a bit of a kind of breakthrough moment, actually, yeah. if you had to really think about it. But you begin to learn people's games. And mm. you talk about, uh, you know, you'll hear guys, if you're starting or if you've been at the gym for like kind of three months, talking about, oh, you know, he has a very top-based game or his game is side control or his game is you know, off his back, he plays a good... And all of a sudden, like, you're kind of like, oh, oh, I don't really... Oh, what's that then? What's my game? And you don't really think about... And then all of a sudden, just kind of out of nowhere, like, you begin to... Oh, yeah, no, whenever I roll with that guy, like, he always does this. And, yeah, you're right. That's a good 
sign that you're developing and you're kind of learning but also just rolling with the same people the, the same the whole time it's not a fair representation particularly if you want to compete yeah. it can be quite dangerous it, it, it can uh i mean yeah I, I agree to a certain extent like uh like joe joe and i have been training really hard these past like few weeks yeah um and you know i've been doing a lot of uh you know guard work yeah uh, i don't want to give too much no, away. No, <laughs> yeah. uh joe's and thing is joe knows my guard game now, yeah to be fair and uh so he knows all the counters to it he knows what i'm looking for he knows what submissions or sweep or you know what chains i've got going on but that's also good because it means that if i can still get my sweeps on him then i know they're good that, yeah. that gives me confidence in my techniques yeah so it's kind of like double-edged sword really isn't it, it is yeah i think because so. if you can pull your game off on someone who knows your game yeah really really well yeah then you must have a really good game <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and 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 like i always say like just just believe in the technique and, and that's where it comes to this whole point of uh, again what we're saying you know how do you keep mentally strong when you first start is don't worry about going on youtube and things yeah. like that because like there's so much shit out there there's a lot of good stuff yeah don't get me wrong there's a lot of good stuff but you know you can get misled so and like manassas and i were talking about this and we were saying like okay so you sit down and you go to watch a video on uh you know how to do do an arm bar from guard yeah so what you should be doing is watching 10 different videos on how to do an arm bar from guard yeah but then what happens is you watch a, a video on how to do an arm bar from guard and then all of a sudden you got a recommendation and now you're like okay how to do a knee bar from here and then all of a sudden okay barambolo yeah or, or something like that flying and, arm flying triangle yeah or and you've completely gone off the track and and you're not learning your fundamentals yeah and and that's key just let, trust your instructor yeah okay um and just listen to what he's saying practice the moves he's teaching because he's teaching them for a reason yeah okay uh and you know just practice it and and have faith in the technique if you if you have faith in the technique um you, it's going to come good yeah i think something else as well which is important too and this is a real help i think for for kind of white belts in particular but even blue belts and 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 I know we were saying like this actually even sometimes like plateauing and getting disillusioned can affect people right up to brown belts, you know, who take a long time to get to their black belts and things like that. Yeah. It's to kind of just change your perspective as well a little bit on what it is that you're going to training for. Like it's not about uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm lucky because I, I I feel like I don't have this mentality anyway, and I would never take this mentality into jujitsu. But yeah, the um, lucky one. <laughs> well, yeah. But like about, it's not about tapping people or getting tapped. No. Do you see what I mean? Like, and of course it is to a certain extent, and to a certain extent, there's always a little bit of ego because you know if i were to take your back uh, when we were rolling or something you would be really annoyed with yourself <laughs> and so to a yeah, certain extent yeah, the yeah. higher belts are always going to be watching out and making sure that like lower belts don't necessarily get them and things like that but yeah i, I guess so yeah i mean keep... I, i'd be lying if yeah, you'd be I, kind of proud of me as well. But I, I would be, I would be super proud <laughs> <Yeah>. of you. <laughs> but it, like, my it, boy's <laughs> But it's kind of all uh, like it. It's not keeping a tap count 
is like the no. stupidest thing you can ever do. Oh, stu- stupid. And don't even do it. What's the point? And also, exactly. like, just not getting obsessed as well with, like, if you keep getting tapped, it's, it is demoralising because, you know, it, or it can be if you let it get to you because that person has just got you to the ultimate point. Like, they could break your arm if you didn't. If you and didn't that, tap, And yeah. that is, like, a sign of the fact that they have dominated you physically. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and, and, and that's where it comes to the whole ego thing. Yeah, you have just been dominated. You've got to be humble about it and yeah. go, okay, right, I need to learn on that so I get better. Yeah. But, like, one of the other things as well is to kind of approach training, I think, in a, in a different way. So, for me, like jiu-jitsu is great and i love it and i love the rolling and i love the wrestling but also there are a group of us 15 guys probably if i would say 15 tops yeah if, yeah. if all of us turn up on one day it'll be about 15, 15 something 16, like that yeah i mean we've got, obviously got a few more who just you know yeah who are away at university yeah. and they come back and things like that but it's more for me like the social aspect yeah uh, and like open mats on a sunday we just turn up and we chat shit to each other for a while Pretty and much. We talk about <laughs> all sorts of stuff. And, you know, the guys who watch the UFC and love the UFC talk about the UFC. And it's as much about that and making mates and relaxing and unwinding from yeah. work and stressful lives and stuff like that and families and all sorts of stuff as much as it is about trying to tap each other. And Yeah, 100% agree. You know, it's it's not... Like for me, jujitsu is not just a martial art. No, yeah, we don't. We don't just. We don't just turn up to the lesson, train, and then just go home. Don't yeah. say a word to each other. You know, we're all really, really good friends. Um, and it's that sense of camaraderie. You know, team togetherness. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think actually that is probably one of the things which sets jujitsu apart from possibly other martial arts but quite a lot of sports as well you know yeah i know i know a lot of team sports you know like rugby and things like that have a really strong aspect but it feels like it's a much more kind of calm and sort of brotherhood sort of chilled out camaraderie there's no kind of chest beating there's no, no initiations any of that nonsense it's, it's not i mean what they say jiu-jitsu is a, a douche filter yeah <laughs> i think it probably is well i i think what it is it's because you know the guys you know who you're training with you probably train with them you know for a few years or whatever so you know what you've been through they've been through as well yeah so you you all have ups and downs but you know you know you've all been through the same thing so you have a you know a, a common sense of um you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is uh, you know, you understand each like other. Like shared experience. Yeah, shared thing. experience. Yeah, and you, you, you know, you, you understand each other. You know where you, you know, where you're coming from, and it's it's this love and passion of jujitsu that you all have. Yeah. You know, it kind of just like brings everyone together, really. And I think jujitsu is quite an intimate martial art. Yeah, it you know, is. You know, it, it is. You know, there's no getting getting around that. Physically, you are up in each other's. I was going to say junk, but that sounds wrong. <laughs> no, I get you. Know yeah. I mean. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. There's it's... no two ways about it. Like you are right in like positions that if randomers walked into the gym, they would be like, what oh, is yeah, going what, on what the hell is going yeah. on here? But you don't give it a second thought. You really don't. When, when you're doing it. And and yeah, I think the whole sort of, um, like I wouldn't say philosophy, but just the sort of like the, the style of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like, a, you know, a, I, I can't speak for every academy, but most academies I've been to in classes, like, don't get me wrong, there's a high level of respect all the time. Yeah, yeah, But it's yeah. not, like, regimented. It's not like, 
you know, you all do that, blah, 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 yeah. blah. You, and you, don't, you don't talk whilst the instructor, you know, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of, you know, um, say like chilling out but you know there's a lot of time to just like I hang think, out with i think that's the nice stuff. thing as well about about brazilian jiu-jitsu too compared to some other martial arts is that kind of informality to a certain extent too yeah yeah it's laid back it's not regimented and it's not you get as much out of the session as you want to get out of it and i think if you if you come up if you come along and you want to just chill out one session then that's what you can do but if you want to really go hard then that's something else to do as well. Really, it, just quickly as well, um, I mentioned, we were saying about it's not about tapping people or getting tapped. I watched actually last week, it's a really good documentary on YouTube and chances are if you're a jiu-jitsu practitioner, you've probably already seen it. But um, <laughs> if you're kind of beginning or whatever, I think it's called Jiu-Jitsu Versus Life or something like that. And it's about an hour and a half long and it's just it's just interviews with some of the best black belts in the world mm. and like some of the really kind of prominent youtube black belts as well yeah it's um, a good it's a good document. it's really good is it jiu-jitsu versus the world it might be jiu-jitsu versus I can't, the world i can't remember you know i'm yeah. actually going to google it right now because otherwise we can't give it out wrong yeah. uh, <laughs> uh where's it gone uh youtube uh jiu-jitsu uh, no it's ju yes jiu-jitsu versus the world that's it yeah. i got that wrong um so yeah um it's yeah, like it's interviews with Kurt Osiander and loads of other people. But on there, there's an interview with Eddie Bravo, and he they talk every single black belt talks about the first time that they did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. And Eddie Bravo says on there that the first time he ever did it, he got tapped 37 times. Is how many times he got tapped when he first rolled, and um, and like you just think to yourself, well, if that happened to Eddie Bravo, <laughs> like, and now he's where he is then even ev like you were saying it's shared experience everyone yeah has experienced what you are going through yeah exactly yeah and, and i think sometimes uh you, you look at black belts and you forget they were white belts yeah once i look at know. i look at like our top level blue belts at the gym and like i i sometimes i take great pleasure in watching you guys roll with manasses our black belt <laughs> because i'm like oh my I god bet you some, do. <laughs> someone can break his guards like you know someone can do like i'm like oh my this is incredible so yeah that's i think that's a really th important thing to bear in mind that like everyone has been have been been through it and like we we're saying about being humble and just kind of doing that another kind of jujitsu um cliche which is kind of true as well is about making it your own journey and kind of yeah as well as kind of not getting obsessed with tapping or being tapped not getting obsessed with comparing yourself to other people no, in, that's, your, in that's your gym. Definitely, the worst thing you can do is com is compare yourself to other people. You know, uh, just have something in mind, have a, an objective in mind yeah. as, as well. Like, like you say, it's yeah, okay, yeah, it can be your own journey or whatever. You know, but uh, I always think, in terms of like when we go go back to this, quickly go back to this like whole progression thing yeah. in jujitsu. Um, if you can, let's say, for instance, you're rolling with someone and you normally get tapped by him all the time. Yeah. If you can roll again, so you go say, you say to yourself, okay, right, my objective for the next roll with this guy is I'm not going to try and get tapped. Yeah. Okay. Or last week I got tapped by him 10 times. This week I'm going to try and get tapped by him yeah. seven times. Yeah. I'm going to slow him down. Small little victories like that, okay, they make a huge difference. Like, uh, and I, I learned that loads in, in Australia. So, like, I would almost like I focused so much on my sweep game because okay? mm. I didn't really have much of a guard before I went there, uh, and then I almost got to the point where I was just like, 
I'd be really, I'd consider the role as a victory if I managed to sweep the guy. Yeah. To me, that's that. I, I won that role in my head. So my my thing at the moment is um, if I can stop a guy from passing my guard. Yeah. So I'm working a lot on a guard game at the moment. And if I can just, my sweeps aren't necessarily coming that much at the moment. But if I can just hold a guy in my guard and hassle him, harass him, try and attack him. Yep. And he can't pass my guard for a whole role. Like, I'm like nice one exactly take it take it as a victory because yeah. you know you, you set out for your objective you you've achieved it uh you know take that little victory and then what happens is you just keep building up these little victories every so often okay and it that also helps with your progression and your mental state as well because it, you, you're giving yourself something positive as well don't get me wrong sometimes you might not always hit them you know you're gonna have those roles where the guy is gonna pass your guard or whatever yeah. um but you're going to go, okay, next row, I'm going to definitely make sure I'm going to keep the guard or whatever. And then you build those little victories up. And then all of a sudden, your whole jiu-jitsu game is just has built up. And that's where it comes to the whole thing. It's, it's not about being tapped or, or tapping people. It's just working these little bits of your game up to basically complete your whole game. Yeah, and I think as well, um, you mentioned there about um, kind of... It comes back to that whole thing about staying humble and things like that and having objectives when you roll... I think another good thing as well, which you can do, and I've, I've got it written down here in front of myself, uh, is is like using the guys that you're rolling with and using that shared experience, particularly if they're experienced. And to be honest with you, it well, it does happen. Every gym probably has someone who rolls like an animal the whole time. <laughs> and they do. Vitas. Yeah, well, v- v- Vitas is the guy in our gym. Although, that said, Vitas is a lot better than he used to oh, be. Oh, he's a hell of a lot better. Yeah, he really yeah. is. He's actually quite technical now. He is very technical, yeah. and he's actually very good with white belts as well. Like, he's good with me and, and stuff like that. He doesn't go at it 100% the whole time now. But, like, every gym will have that person. But the, the first thing to do, like, the first tip to have is, like, try and make... If if you feel like you're trying if you feel like you're paired with that person and there is no way you're gonna get anything out of that role. Yeah. Firstly, they are being a bit of a douche because <laughs> like just dominating someone who's brand new, like th- that is a bit of a dick move. You, no, no one gains anything. Yeah, they, they really from don't. both parties. They really do. Exactly. And so the first thing to do is kind of like just make eye contact straight away with someone who you are gonna <laughs> get something out of a role with. Yeah. And then the other thing to do as well, and there will it's very rare that if you're rolling with someone who's experienced, they won't help you with this. Is say to them, like, if you keep getting caught by someone in something, mm-hmm. or if they, like, keep getting you in collar chokes or stuff like that, and you're just struggling to defend if someone's in mount, like, just say to them, oh, mate, I, you keep catching me with that. Like, what, what can I do better? Yeah. How do I... I'd need to... St- or can we, like, just practice that? And you know what? That I would say nine times out of ten, like they are never gonna go. No, 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 not telling you. Yeah. They're they're always gonna go. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, because they've been there too. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, the thing is as well. Like <laughs> the beauty with that too is like the moment you do that, they're invested in you progressing. Yeah. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of a really useful thing to do. That's something which I've done a lot of, and I I've really kind of found. Uh, found useful so yeah i think if we just basically the overarching thing if we're going to sum up like the big thing you need to do really is just kind of stay humble just keep going mentally like just don't even where you're down even if you're tired just turn up 
just turning up is like the biggest thing. It really is. And there there is no, because we talk about this all the time. There's no secret to getting better. You just turn up and train. Yeah. That's all it is. It is as simple as that. It is as simple as that. But it's having that mental strength to just keep on going and like talk about it with the guys at your gym. Just, oh, I'm just having a really tough time of it at the moment. And just sharing that will relax you because they'll all be like, oh, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Like you are getting better and stuff like that. So it's just kind of about if you're going to embark on it, like just stay humble. Don't get disillusioned because even blue belts, brown belts, like purple belts, like they all have these moments where you kind of plateau and dip. I haven't really fully had one yet (laughs) because I'm still learning. Like I had a month off and then Chris from our club, who's like our club enforcer. If someone is off for a month, he will be straight on them. Like when are you coming back? When are you coming to train? Yeah, yeah, come back. (laughs) um like that that happened to me but and i found it really hard to come back yeah and then once i got back into it i just loved it it's the problem the longer you have off the easier it is to to not come back back. yeah Yeah. that's kind of a a thing as well but yeah we kind of we've covered a lot of ground there we have yeah we have um but yeah we pretty much got through most of what we wanted to i think in a roundabout way yeah that's it if you guys have any questions or observations or anything like that um yeah, we'll be po- obviously we'll post this podcast onto our Facebook page. Give our Facebook page a like as well, and if you could share the podcast for us as well, that would be amazing. Yeah, so really appreciate it. Search for Two Geese in a Pod, um, and we've got a website now as well, haven't we? Uh, it will be live soon. Yeah, I'm just finishing off the uh, the last touches. So, okay, uh... <laughs> Where, what do you want to tease that? What's that going to be? Uh, that will just be uh, Two Geese in a Pod. Dot com. Dot com. Very mm-hmm. nice too. So you can go on there, and there'll be like a contact page. Like you can get in touch with us. Uh, email us via that and um yeah if you want to come to kings lynn and you want to come and train with us our gym is brothers for life bjj yeah we have a facebook page and uh website as well so yeah. um yeah ev- open gym policy everyone's welcome everyone's welcome uh nice one and we'll be back here next week what are we going to do next week are you when are you competing um 14th of may so not this sunday but next so sunday. i think next week's episode we ought to do a bit on getting ready for competition yeah because then i can tell you exactly how i'm feeling <laughs> good and uh not give too much away about your game as well no. for, for the upcoming competition uh, nice one so um yeah we'll be back next week really hope you've enjoyed it uh thank you very much for listening yeah thanks guys Oos. Oos.